Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Today is Thursday. Don't sound so excited. Not excited. Wait a second. I'm talking about you. It's just... Thursday. What are you excited about? Friday is finally almost here. Tomorrow's Friday. Okay, I'll give that to you. I'll give you that. Give you that. It's showtime! What's happening, everybody? Hey, if you uh, did not listen to yesterday's interview with Sean Desmond, that was yesterday's After 9 podcast. Highly recommended. Wasn't Sean great? I mean, he got real raw and honest and emotional at times. It was a totally different side of him, but I liked it. Yeah, I feel like there's so much filter on a lot of uh, on a lot of people right now because they are maybe it's out of fear. I don't know, and and I get it because we're in positions where people hear what we say every day, and we could lose listeners if we say the wrong thing, or to them might be the wrong thing to you. It feels right, and Sean just spoke the truth for himself. Right, he he spoke what he felt was uh, the truth for him, and he was honest. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. We were happy to have him on, and thank you for the feedback. By the way, so many DMs about it, and tweets about it, and texts about it. Um, so thank you. Uh, okay, so here's the situation, everybody. Today, Doug Fucking Ford is going to do an announcement at 3 p.m. This is concerning the reopening of Ontario. And he's going to bring out Christine Elliott and um, what's his fucking name? Dr. David Williams is going to come out, too. And I thought, okay, there's been a lot of lead up to this. That means they're going to announce the reopening plan, likely going to allow uh, outdoor activities to resume. Uh, They'll probably tell us when the restaurants and non-essential retail can anticipate an opening. Like, give us a time frame of some sort. And I was optimistic about it until I heard that at one o'clock, they're going to release new modeling data. Yeah. yeah. That's so predictable. It I don't is. know why I didn't see that coming. It is. Here's, I mean, it, it's obvious what they're going to do because they've done it before when they're going to trot out announcements that people aren't necessarily going to love. They come out with all this scary as shit modeling data about how doom and gloom it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of reason to be optimistic. 50% of Ontarians have re- received at least their first shot. Uh, we haven't got a lot of people that have got their second shot, but half have had one, meaning they've got some immunity. Numbers have been coming down for almost an entire month now. They've been coming down. And and I just have a feeling, I don't know, obviously, but I have a feeling that when they release this data, it's going to point to ongoing numbers being high in the ICUs mm-hmm. or something like that just something to further delay the inevitable and further delay the reopening and and getting people back to work yeah i'm not sure if it'll if it if that's going to be their justification for whatever news they have or if honestly they just want to scare people ahead of a long weekend we all know what long weekends do yes they tend to increase numbers later but there's also a shit ton of shots going in arms especially this week Um, So anyway, people are going to do what they want to do. That's how I see it. Like people are going to do what they want to do within the restricted limits just because some things are closed and you can't actually do them. But if people want to go see their cousins and aunts and uncles and meet up at the parks and they're probably going to do it. I'm not sure what the modeling data that they're going to have out at 1 p.m. is going to do ultimately for those people who are going to make those choices. Am I wrong there? Like, I feel like if you're making the choice to do it, you're not going to be like, oh, guys, no, let's wait on this modeling data at 1 p.m. to decide whether or not we are actually going to see each other in the backyard this weekend, which is technically not allowed, okay? No one's fucking doing that. Nobody. It's a Hail Mary, right? I mean, and, and this modeling data could go one of two ways. 
if Ford really wants to reopen and push reopening, they could have modeling data that comes out and makes it look actually very optimistic. Like, oh, okay, infections are going down. Hospitalizations are going down. ICU occupancy is going down. They could do that and say, now, with all of that in mind, now we're in a position to start cautiously reopening. And, you know, they're going to use all that typical political jargon bullshit. Mm -hmm. Or it'll be a doom and gloom situation. Oh, folks, you know, I mean, lots of reasons to be optimistic, but we're not out of the woods. I mean, look at this. There's still all these people here in the hospital and more people getting sick. And, you know, I I don't know which one they're going to use, but they're going to use it to justify whatever the premier is announcing. And and that formula that used to work a year ago at this time when they came out with new modeling data, millions of people were watching. Now it's just sort of passe. Like people are like, fuck off. Well, because it hasn't. Yeah, it hasn't always come to fruition anyway. I mean, you're right. And some what they got it right a couple of times. And yes. uh, okay, but I know that they're obviously doing it for a reason. It's very strategic, it seems to me, because we heard about the announcement at three. And then directly after that, it came down that they were going to talk about modeling data. So I don't know. You've already likely you've already made up your mind. Maybe by the time you're hearing this podcast, the announcement is already out. It's after three o'clock. Maybe well after three o'clock, depending on when they actually do it. Maybe you already know what's going on. But from my point of view, I know there's going to be people doing things anyway. They don't give a shit about whatever the announcement there is before three. But when it comes to the this announcement around three o'clock today, um, we are getting like a rough idea of when outdoor uh, might open up. Yeah, the Toronto Sun is reporting that golf courses will be allowed to reopen Saturday. I mean, that's a compromise. The government, Ford himself must be aware of how many millions of dollars are being lost every time they keep these golf courses closed. And long weekends, those are big money-making weekends for golf courses. Mm -hmm. So while they probably should be open now, he'll make it Saturday so he doesn't have to say he shut them down for the entire May 2-4 weekend. That, again, is a compromise. Okay, you won't get the full weekend, but you'll get Saturday and on. The rest of the outdoor activities, I mean, I don't know... If he understands the logistics to it, but you can't just flip a switch and turn the splash pads back on. It takes a little bit of work. And I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of municipal workers that are out working their butts off this weekend trying to get things ready. Because when they hear, yeah, you're allowed to reopen the parks and playgrounds. And then people go to the parks and playgrounds and see the splash pads are still closed because they've got a prime pumps and clear lines and all that sort of shit. They're going to be pissed off. So, I mean... I hope that everybody takes this with a grain of salt. Everything here that gets announced today, whatever it is, is going to be on the strict understanding that none of this is actually going to happen immediately. Other than you'll be not a criminal if you happen to go over and hang out in a backyard with a friend who doesn't live with you. Right. So let me run a couple of scenarios by you here. They could today. Give us a time frame for what they're thinking for reopening patio dining and non-essential retail. When do you think we should open? Could we do it June 2nd or 3rd when the stay-at-home order is lifted? Or do you think this is one of those things where we're going to have to wait till the middle or even the end of June, which is what most people are speculating? Yeah. I th- what I th- could we do it? I mean, yeah, and we would probably maybe see an increase in numbers, but here's the problem. The increase in numbers might come from this long weekend. That's the truth. But if we open up the stores, uh, restaurants to a limited capacity, they might blame it on those spaces, and that would piss me off. 
You know what I'm saying? So if they did oh, open yeah. it, you know, we're going to start to see the increase in numbers based on the long weekend, people not doing what they're supposed to do. And I get it. You you do you. You know, at this point, I don't care. You do you. That's fine. Don't rub it in either way, but you do you. I get it. But those numbers will increase. And then if we do open up those spaces right away, they're going to point their fingers at people that have nothing to do with it. These yep. businesses that uh, once again, once they open up, are doing all the right things. So then they're going to assume, oh, this is spread through restaurants, obviously. Well, no, it's fucking not, actually. So that's what worries me if we do open up too closely to the long weekend because they are able to then try to claim that that's where the spread is coming from, even though we know that some spread might happen um, based on contact over the long weekend. So it worries me to do that, Scott, but I do think it's totally possible. June 3rd, June 2nd, whatever the hell the date is, uh, let's go with the outdoor stuff. Absolutely. It's time. Let's open it up. At least give us a rough idea of when the indoor stuff can open. And if that means me- mid-June, okay. But ready for this? Give people the dates or the rough dates. That way they know as long as they keep doing the right things, it will happen within the month. Within one month, we can see it happen. Yesterday, the Solicitor General, Sylvia Jones, who often looks like a deer caught in the headlights of a car, uh, she was asked about, I honestly can't figure out how that woman has still got a job. I, I, I just can't for the life of me understand how after that debacle where they tried to uh, use the police against the general public to enforce the stay at home order and then they rescinded it the next day. I, I honestly can't figure out how Sylvia Jones is still the solicitor general of Ontario. That shocks me. But she came out yesterday and and she was answering some questions and, and people said things like, uh, well, wh- when our golf course is going to open up, like give us tell us what you know. And she said they will reopen in the fullness of time. Sorry, what? What? The fullness of time? (laughs) That sounds like something from like uh, Lord of the Rings. What? (laughs) Oh, the fullness of time. What? (laughs) (sighs) That sounds like something a high person would say at the end of the trip. Okay, so give me a, a, a an over under or a before after. Doug Ford is scheduled to speak today at three three twenty. Will it happen before or after three twenty? What do you think? Uh, oh, I'll say between three and three twenty. Everybody, lock in your guesses. We will find out. Nobody expects him to be on time, and I can't help but think that part of the reason they're doing this announcement today is not to give businesses time to prepare, not to give everybody time to cancel all their May 2-4 plans so that they can stay in the house, uh, because this government hates exercise and outdoors and vitamin D. I think they're doing it today because they know that whatever criticism they get will be short-lived because the Leafs play game one of the playoffs against the Habs tonight. I have to think that that's the reason. I'm shocked Doug isn't making this announcement between the first and second period, to be honest with you. That would have been the best way to stifle any criticism. No, No, don't fuck with my game. Do not fuck with my game. I want nothing to do with that. You know, it bothers me even if there's a political ad during like a game or when I'm in like, I got a vibe going. You know, I got a good vibe going. Don't bring me Doug fucking Ford. A little buzz going too. You've had a couple Ryan Cokes. Don't don't bring me Doug fucking Ford when that happens. No, thanks. I just want to enjoy my game. Thank you. Whatever they announce today, everyone, you can be assured it will be good and bad news. The sector-specific reopening that we're doing, the province-wide opening that we're doing, uh, I'll I'll just say two quick things on that and then we'll move on. Sector-specific allows them to choose who eats and who starves. Sector-specific will allow them to do things like, okay, patio dining can reopen. But this has got to stay closed for a couple more weeks. 
And as they open certain things, they're hoping that you'll forget about what's still closed because certain things are opening. And I truly, truly, truly hope that nobody forgets who got left behind, whether it's the gyms, whether it's the uh, you name it, non-essential retail People are going to get left behind and pushed back and pushed back. And I hope people don't forget about those businesses that got fucked. The other thing that they're uh, going to do is they're going to reopen the province all at once. They say no more regional shit. I mean, Mm -hmm. basically what Doug is telling everyone outside of Toronto and Peel is, is that you're still in lockdown because of Toronto and Peel and they can't figure out a way to stop people from Toronto and Peel from coming to London Middlesex or or uh, Simcoe Muskoka or Waterloo Region or Niagara or Hamilton. They just can't figure out a way to do it. So everybody has to open up at the same time. And if it's safe enough for Toronto and Peel to reopen this weekend, then you can be assured that if you're not in Toronto or Peel, you've been locked down unnecessarily to accommodate them. Because the government just can't figure out any other way to do this. So take it for what it is, everybody. Uh, I think that this is going to be um, a mixed announcement. I think the government's going to think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But I think there's going to be a lot of bad with the good. But let's celebrate the good because we haven't had any good news in a long time. So whatever it is that's reopening, congratulations. Whatever's staying closed, I'm sorry. And we will keep fighting for you. We will keep Banging that drum until this wrong is corrected. Yesterday, Ford, not the premier, the motor company, formally unveiled their electric F-150 lightning pickup truck, Cat, It's pretty sexy. I want it. Like, I saw that video reveal on YouTube last night, and I can tell you right now that if it was available at whatever Ford dealership is closest to me, I would go down and take a look and seriously investigate getting one. Are you ready to go fully electric, by the way? You, no, not right this second. That's the truth. Not you right want to wait a little, a little while longer? Not right this second. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, I know a lot of people who have uh, the hybrid, the hybrid uh, video, uh, vehicles. And that, to me, sounds like doable for me right now. Um, but I, I, I'm glad that these are becoming an option. And as they do more and more, um, I, like, I like when people kind of try before I buy. I'll be honest, I'm that person, Scott. I, you don't want to be the guinea pig. I sit back and I just wait. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I do it with pretty much everything. I'm always a little behind. Some might see it from that way. Yes. A little bit behind to get Netflix, for example. Maybe I'm a little bit behind to uh, register for that vaccine. Just going to wait and see if you grow a foot in your head. You're good? Okay, fine. Great. I'll do it. So I, when it comes to this, will fully admit, even though I, I uh, do want to be um I, I want to do better for the environment. So this is something that is right up my alley, and I will get there. Uh, I think within the next, like, I think within five years, or my next vehicle, I should put it that way, because right now my vehicle is only, like, four years old. So my next vehicle, I am going to make it a point to at least have a hybrid. Do we still get those government rebates? Like, do you get that $5,000 back from the government if you buy a hybrid? Is that still a thing? I don't imagine that they would have taken it away because that would probably be a really bad look. But I'm not 100% certain. Here's my thing. I put no stock at all in vehicles. I think that they are a waste of money. And Hear me out on this here, guys. I think that nothing depreciates in value faster than a car. You don't even have to drive it off the lot. You just have to have it signed into your name and it's a pre-owned vehicle. 
and the difference between a pre-owned vehicle and a brand new vehicle, even with the exact same number of kilometers on it, is tangible. And I just don't see the value in it. I know some people like to go and watch cars spin around in circles and rev their engines and bullshit like that. I have no time for it. I have never owned a new vehicle. I've never bought a car that had no kilometers on it that had never been owned before. And this is the conflicting part for me is I really like this F-150. I mean, the screen in it, it's bigger than the average Tesla screen. It is able to control just about everything in the car. This F-150, they say, is so powerful that the battery could power your house in the event of a power outage. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's insane. Yeah. So that's- It lights up like a cockpit in a plane. <laughs> It does. That's it's right. fucking cool. And I want one. Yeah. But I have such a hard time personally justifying spending $37,000 just for the base model, by the way. $37,000 Is that on U.S., this by the way, or is that Canadian? No, that's U.S. Oh, okay. Well, fuck. That's, yeah. I mean, it's not cheap. I think the Canadian version is going to start at 39 or sorry, it's going to start at 49 Okay. in Canada, which is about right. I mean, the dollar's at 82.5 right now. Okay. Yep. So... I just have such a hard time with as soon as I sign the papers to buy that car, that $49,000 investment is worth 47 or 46 or 45. And once I drive it for a few thousand kilometers, it's worth a thousand bucks less. And it progressively decreases in value until it's worth. Usually they balance out around the mid teens when you sell a truck like that. And I just have such a hard time with that. But I want this. Although, let me give you some options here, because this is going to be the year that people who want to go electric get their truck option. Right now, GM is putting the final touches on the electric Silverado. Stellantis is putting the finishing touches on the electric Ram. And due out before the end of the year, the Tesla Cybertruck. You've got all four in front of you. The F-150, the Silverado, the Ram, and the Cybertruck. Money's no object. Yeah. Which one are you getting? It's so funny. I was most looking forward to looking at what the Tesla had in store because those are the only ones I'm actually familiar with just because I know people who have them. And that's it. That's where it ends. That's all I know. But I do know that for the most part, they look sleek. And for me, looks are everything too. I know for some people, you don't give a shit. You just want to know how it runs, what's what's happening there, how much charge it gets. I, I, I just want to know that it looks good, right? And it has a good reputation. That, for me, is the most important. But that said, I mentioned that this morning, and I, apparently the Tesla one, not, not, not as pretty. It doesn't look pretty. I mean, it looks neat. It doesn't look pretty, though. I mean, yeah. that F-150, the new F-150 looks just like the gas-powered F-150. There's yeah. not a lot different there. The Tesla Cybertruck doesn't look like anything I, else on the road. Yeah, I don't think I... And here's the thing. This is the opposite for some people. I don't think I want my vehicle to turn heads in that way. Like, I don't know that it will. this will have people turning heads in the right way. Because it's fucking weird looking. And, and I understand that it is kind of futuristic. And I, I Elon Musk, that's all you got to say, right? It, it, one of a kind. One of a kind, that guy. Different. The truck of the future. But it really does look like the truck of a future that I'm not ready for. Does that make sense? Ish, yeah. I mean, I want to see the inside of it because I don't think I've seen a good comprehensive tour on the inside. You've seen the skeleton of it, though, if you will? Yeah, I have. It's kind of weird. It is. I, I want to know what uh, uh, what kind of room we're dealing with because the, the modern day pickup trucks 
have a shit ton of room. Like those seats for the driver and passenger are like living room recliners, basically. And and I would like to have that kind of room. And it doesn't look like it is in that yes. Cybertruck. I don't but, know if it's the shape of it, but I agree with you. I wondered the same thing. I also put a lot of stock, though, in its ability to tow. And this F-150, as far as towing capacity, they say it's the exact same as the gas-powered version. And frankly, I don't understand how. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Like me, uh, for example, I'm going to be towing a, a trailer down to the States after Canada Day. If it gets 480 kilometers per charge, that's pretty good. But what if I'm towing? Does that drop it down to like 250? And can it actually tow any weight? I'm not sure about that stuff. So I want to look into it a little bit. And how does that F-150 compare to the Cybertruck from Tesla? I don't know. It's such a tough choice. But Mm. this might be the year I actually buy a new vehicle just because I want to go electric. I'm sick and tired of fucking around with gas prices. I'm sick and tired of the uh, nonstop maintenance that needs to be done. Uh, the oil changes that are constant. I just want to be done with it. I want to go full-blown electric and let's get it going. And then you can actually have that satisfaction that you're doing something a little more green than burning fossil fuels every time you want to run to the store. You know what I mean? I hear what you're saying. I hear it. I hear it. Yep. So which one would you buy? You never answered the question. I got to look into the other ones. I got to look into the other ones. I honestly thought Tesla until I looked at it and then I went, nope. Uh, that's not for me. Uh, but I really do like this uh, F-150. I think, I mean, so far I could tell you I'd probably look into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'd go F-152. Built Ford tough. Electric tough. Uh, did you see the Friends reunion preview? I did see the Friends reunion preview. Now, there's a preview out there and there's also an interview. And People Magazine has an exclusive interview with the cast ahead of the reunion. You know this is a big deal. We know it's a big deal. People have been buzzing about it forever. We've been waiting on it for well over a year now. It was supposed to drop last year. It's dropping a week from today. You know it's big when there's an interview about the interview. Like, there's a pre-interview for this reunion, which is basically a glorified interview with a couple of added bonuses for Friends fans. And I think it's going to be really good. But yeah, I mean, it, it looks, I'm interested in watching it. What's up with Matthew Perry? Something's off about him, isn't there? Yeah, a lot of people are pointing this out. Um, his re- Apparently, people have, different media outlets have actually reached out to his rep just to see what's up. Um, in this reunion interview, especially, it was noted he's kind of slouched a little bit. His speech is quite slurred. Yep. And it it's true. I mean, it does look like something is a little bit off, and maybe that's just Matthew Perry in the last several years, but we really haven't seen much of him. So some people are concerned for his health and well-being and wondering if there's something that that we should know. I don't know what the answer is because apparently his rep has made no comment as of right now, but there's a lot of calls to answer to that. So we'll see what what comes of it. We're not sure what's up. Did he have a stroke or is this... I don't know. I don't want to speculate. And I guess if he wants people to know, he will come out and tell people, but I don't know what it is. I was watching him and I thought... That's that's not right. Um, there's something going on there. Yeah, and he still seems, that said, he still seems sharp in terms of, you know, he quick-witted, same Matthew Perry in that way. But speech was speech definitely seems a little bit slurry, and his posture was a little bit different. So people were just concerned. I don't know. I, I really, I think people were just concerned about him. So hopefully his rep says something 
even if it's, you know, he's going through some stuff and he wants to leave it at that, please, you know, don't ask any further questions. Then that's fair to me. But obviously fans are, are a little concerned about it. And it's t- kind of over the shadowing the whole process of this friend's reunion because people are just buzzing about Matthew Perry and they're probably going to be staring at him the whole time wondering what's up. A couple of uh, <laughs> beauty stories involving Florida. A 48-year-old man, his name is Marty Martinez. He's from Lakeland, Florida. It's just east of Tampa. He was arrested Monday morning for a DUI and possession of cocaine. Now, technically, he wasn't driving when the cops found him. He was asleep behind the wheel of the pickup. But he was a mess. He still had the coke on his nose and a strong smell of whiskey on his breath, according to sheriff's deputies, when they asked him to get out of the vehicle. He also forgot to put the car in park, and it started rolling forward until the cops jumped in and threw it into neutral. Now, he did have enough awareness, though, to remember that he had a couple of baggies of cocaine on him. But at that point, he was already in the back of the cop car. I guess they didn't search him fully before they put him in the back of the car. Oh, gosh. So the cop, picture this, you've got bad guy in the back, coke all over his nose, he stinks of whiskey, <laughs> he's drunk and he's on drugs, uh-huh. getting caught for a DUI, cops in the front seat doing the paperwork, typing away on their computer, whatever it is that they do when someone's in the back of a car. So the guy pulled those two baggies of coke out of his pocket. What am I going to do with these? The windows don't go down. Fuck, I'm going to get caught. He probably could have just shoved them under the front seat of the cruiser. Right. I don't want to give you guys any any ideas about how to evade a drug arrest. He probably could have just ditched them in the cruiser and claimed they weren't his. Instead, he did what any reasonable person would do. He slid his pants down and shoved him up his ass. <laughs> oh, no. While sitting in the back of a cruiser? Kind of clever, actually. Sitting on his ass, still able to shove coke up his ass. Oh, my God. I mean, he's probably, like, your first instinct might be, oh, ow. But he's probably so fucking numb and coked out and and drunk that he probably couldn't feel that. Yeah, I don't know if you can feel stuff going up your ass when you're on on coke. I'm really not sure if that's a thing or not. Uh, He seemed to do it fairly effortlessly. The police apparently didn't even realize he'd done it until they got to the police station. Did a more comprehensive search and found the baggies. They tested them, and sure enough, they were positive for Coke. Uh-huh. Then they had to go back and review some uh, surveillance footage from the cruiser and realized, oh, look at that. He fucking shoved him right up his ass. He almost got away with it. Almost. He just did it the wrong way. Dude, you don't have to shove them up your ass. Throw them under the seat of the cruiser. I don't know. Like when a cop pulls a bad guy into the back of the cruiser, do they instinctively go looking for stuff that they might have ditched in the car? Well, what did he think that would happen? Eventually, I'm sure at some point, I don't know how it works. Hey, if there's cops listening that know, tell me. Because I'm curious how this works. If you do have perps in the back of your vehicle at all times, do you do a check? You know, when you like um, rent a car, for example, you got to do the check around the vehicle and inside the vehicle. When you have all kinds of riffraff in your back, I assume that you do a check of your own vehicle just in case shit like this happens. So at what point of the day does that happen? And could it, let's say he did slide it under there. What did this guy assume would happen? That they'd never find those baggies of Coke, though, in the in the cruiser? Because I have a feeling they will search those cruisers after perps have left them. Even if it is once at the end of the day, I hope. And if not, 
fuck, you might want to check. Because I feel like that probably does happen. They'll find a way to try to hide shit. That said, I'm sure the pro- proper protocol would have been to check him before he even entered the vehicle. But do this guy seriously think, okay, so if if he were to hide it under a seat, let's say, do you think like the other cop would go to the other cop and say, oh, have you been have you been hiding those bags of coke on me? Couldn't possibly be this fucking dude. It's it got to be you. Shove them between the seats. Throw them in the back window. Do anything. Don't shove it up your ass, you loser. What is wrong with you? Everything is wrong with him. He's fucking coked out. He doesn't know. Okay. uh, From coke to a different drug. Police showed up at a car dealership in Mankato, Minnesota on Sunday. They were called because the dealership said that a woman was naked and masturbating in one of their vehicles. A car dealership. So, (laughs) wait, wait, can I ask the question? Why? Thank you. Yes. Let me read you the story as is. Police showed up and found 35-year-old Jennifer Webster, sorry, Jennifer Weber, lying in the back seat of a four-door Chevy Silverado with her feet in the air while she was pleasuring herself. When they asked her what she was doing, she didn't say, well, I'm just rubbing one out. She didn't say, uh, I'm sorry. She didn't say anything like that. She said, I thought I was in Florida. What is that? <laughs> is that, I didn't, I wasn't aware that was one of the rules in Florida that we were allowed. You may masturbate in, in cars at dealerships. Is that, is that one of the laws? It's okay. Like I said earlier, I've never bought a new car. So I don't know if that's what goes on at the dealerships down in St. Petersburg but maybe that's one of the things, like when you're out for a test drive, you got to masturbate in it once to see if it fits your oh, masturbation needs. My goodness. It took them about an hour, they say, to coax her out of the truck. She continued to pleasure herself while they talked to her. She also told them she was in town to, quote, please the boys. Oh, my it, God. <laughs> it turns out she's not from Florida. She lives about 40 miles from that dealership. So this woman. And I'll tell you which drug she was on in a second. (laughs) This woman thought she was in Florida, thought it was okay to go into a car dealership and masturbate. In essence, she'd only made it 40 miles from her home. Minnesota is nothing like Florida. You won't find the beaches or the nightlife or the attractions in Minnesota. It just doesn't happen. So police took her into custody. Then they had to go and find her close. Turns out she disrobed, so to speak, right outside the dealership. In her pockets, drug paraphernalia and a fresh bag of meth. There it is. She's facing charges for indecent exposure, drug possession, entering a vehicle without the owner's permission, and DUI. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Is there a mugshot? There is a mugshot. And? Well, describe her to me. You know, I'm not even going to look at it. I'm not going to look it up. Describe her to me. Does she look like this would have happened to her? Like, you know, you know, you know what I mean? If you're asking for a number, she's a lot closer to a four than a ten. Gotcha. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is she she, unkempt? uh, Fairly unkempt. (laughs) Okay. She is, uh, I'm going to guess probably mid We'll say 40 to 45. Okay. All right. And loves masturbating in car dealerships. (laughs) 
What do you do if you're the cop, right? Like, you're there, you're investigating this, you hear that there's a nude woman at the dealership, and then they tell you she's in the back of a four-door Chevy Silverado, so you think to yourself, oh, fuck, all right, let's go deal with this. You open the door to the Silverado, and she's still there with her feet up in the air, just giving her. And she keeps going as you're talking to her. That's so awkward. That's so, you know, that's so weird. That's, that's gotta, that's weird. <laughs> that's the fucking craziest story. What a disaster. Like, could you imagine working there and you know, you're home and dinner with your family and like, how was your day? You won't fucking believe what my, my day was. <laughs> where, where to begin? Like where to begin? Um, I, I know that when... I don't know. I shouldn't say I know that when you're on meth. I should never start a sentence like that because I don't know anything about being uh, on meth. But I would assume that she really didn't realize, obviously, that she's in a car dealership. But as I mean, she could have masturbated anywhere. Anywhere. Why? I I don't think of it as a sexy location, per se. You know? Um, No. Nothing about a car dealership. Turns me on. Yeah, I, I I never go in there and think to myself, "Fuck, I gotta masturbate right now." Yeah, I I don't I don't see that ever being a thing. So I'm not sure if she just was hallucinating like shit that was happening that wasn't really happening, and in her mind it was like this glorious orgy was happening all around her, but really she's just sitting there like fucking giving her giving her hard. I don't I don't understand. I really can don't. I tell you the worst part though. I haven't even told you the worst part. Oh, fuck. Are you serious? It gets worse. Mm-hmm. I thought that was it. Okay. No, no. It's, it gets a little bit worse for somebody because that wasn't a brand new four-door Chevy Silverado on the, or in the dealership that she jumped in the back of and masturbated in for an hour, nude in the back seat. It was somebody's vehicle that they brought in for service. <gasps> oh, fuck. Somebody was just in for like an oil change or to get their tires rotated or oh or something like that. How do you tell that customer when they come back that afternoon to pick up their vehicle? Uh, yeah, there was a woman on meth masturbating for an hour in the back of your car. Sorry about that. Holy shit, Scott. That's fucking crazy. Like, I wouldn't want to get back in the car. What do they do to here's a coupon for a free oil change for next time? <laughs> burn the thing down and give me a new one yeah that's the thing i'm gonna be thinking to myself well it's a good thing i'm in a car dealership because i need a new car now and you're what are you gonna do for me here and you fuckers are paying for it like this is crazy is there a disclosure form in the world of car selling like if somebody is selling a house and somebody died in it you're supposed to disclose that there was a death in that household is it the same as a car like, whoever buys that car next, do you have to declare, yeah, there was a, a woman uh, just wrecked on meth, masturbating in the back of it once. <laughs> do you have to declare that, or oh can you God. just, like, pretend it never happened? You know, if we had to declare all the shit that happened in cars, used cars specifically, obviously, that we purchased, we wouldn't, nobody would buy one. Nobody would buy one. <laughs> you know people <laughs> fucked in the cars that, that are gently, what do some call it, gently driven uh you know whatever however you want to say it you know all kinds of nasty shit happened in that vehicle whether it had to do with food or fucking it happened yeah sometimes it's food and fucking (laughs) 
Say combine the two. Sometimes it's meth and masturbating. See, you, you never know what you're really getting into. But wow. I mean, wh- okay, so if that was you, let's say you yeah. took your car to the our, our mechanics. And this would never happen in our mechanics. They're great people who pay close attention. You and I share a mechanic. He's awesome. So let's say that was you. And he's like, oh, fuck, Scott. I'm so sorry. But some fucking chick was masturbating in the back of your car, um, you know, once we finished service. But before I could come out and, and talk to you, what do you expect him to do? Well, first, I'd expect to see the video because I know that there would be video. <laughs> that's that's what payment would be. You'd want to see it. I want to see the video. And then I want to know what you're going to do for me here. Like, I think woman on meth masturbating in the back seat that's at least worth an oil change or something like that right like all right throw me a 60 dollar oil change you know what make it synthetic that, that too. would be that's your that's your payment that's it you're going well, with it, an oil change only if it's at the shop if it's at the dealership oh cha-ching. yeah then it changes right then you're like what are you going to do for me i'm going to trade up right now and you're going to give me the best fucking deal you can come up with it better be the best fucking deal anyone's ever seen right yeah like will insurance cover that and what do you say when you call to make the claim yeah I, uh my car is a write-off there was a meth chick masturbating in the back for an hour i just can't uh it's a write-off you're gonna have to give me a brand new car meth had had her fucking fist right in her vagina right in my back seat i couldn't i couldn't use it anymore fist in it right there legs in the air i think her toenails scrape the ceiling it's a fucking write-off you're just gonna have to give me something brand new right now she peed a little bit in there at the same time fucking All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, tomorrow, everybody, whatever comes out of the bullshit that is going to get announced at Queen's Park, we're not talking about COVID tomorrow. No, we are going to talk about the long weekend. Yes. We're going to talk about booze, partying, maybe some drugs. I don't even know. We're not <laughs> talking about fucking COVID tomorrow. I promise you, Dave is going to be here. We're going to talk about drinking and debauchery and all sorts of shit, but no COVID no matter what, we're going to stick to that promise. It's a no COVID Friday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. You guys have yourselves a fantastic one within limits. And go Leafs go. Go Leafs go. We're not out of the woods yet, folks. Hang in there a little longer, folks. Folks, I'm tired of saying folks. So folks, please behave yourselves, folks. Bye, There's a preview of today's announcement. <laughs> Bye, my friends. I saw that next month General Mills is releasing four of its most popular cereals in oatmeal form. Or you could just pour milk into your favorite cereal and wait literally 10 seconds. A strip club in Las Vegas will begin offering coronavirus vaccinations later this week. They'll have Moderna and AstraZeneca, but just know their real names are Cynthia and Beth. Get this, Google just announced a new privacy feature that will allow users to delete the last 15 minutes of their search history. It's easy. You just go to settings and turn on perv mode. You know, a lot of people adopted puppies during the pandemic. Well, now they're sending the puppies back. Owner surrenders are up 83% over last year. You don't just give up on a dog after a year. It's not a Peloton bike. It's an animal. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.